What do we do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning, and also introducing listeners to the leaders in our community. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen, alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogie. Hi, I'm Dewey Steffen. Our goal with the What Do We Do podcast is to educate listeners on topics that impact your financial growth, your retirement, and your lifestyle. Join us twice a month as we welcome some of today's leaders in the community, plus experts in finance and retirement, to inform listeners on the topics that impact us all. These conversations can help you make better decisions so you can plan for and live your best life. Here's Dewey Steffen alongside Kyle Bogey. Well, you know, I, I got to say, um, episode 38 to me really provided, I, I think, some of the best guests that have ever appeared on the uh, the What Do We Do podcast. I mean, that Mike guy, what was that? I think Mike Sullivan of Brand 25 and Metro Detroit Golfers and whatever that Kyle guy was. I mean, just incredible insight uh, on their company and everything that they do, Dewey. I just, you know, what, what a wonderful episode. I got to well, be honest. Hey, Kyle, good to see you. <laughs> Sully, good to see you back in the control room where you belong. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, for those that don't know, episode 38, we had two amazing young <laughs> men here from Brand 25, none, the none other than Kyle Bogey and Mike Sullivan. So, yes, Kyle, you know, I agree. It might be um, a timeless episode as well as being timely, that being episode 38. So yes, everyone out there that uh, uh, sees us uh, video-wise on YouTube, also listening to us on Podcast Nation, please go ahead and listen to episode 38 if you haven't. But Kyle, as we always say, that's yesterday's news. We're trying to be forward-thinking. We want to know about tomorrow. We want to know about next week, not two weeks ago. So hey, I don't know if you're yesterday's news. I don't know if Sully's yesterday's news, but you're definitely episode 38. Well, it's good to be back in the uh, the host chair, if you will, uh, after being in the guest chair uh, for episode 38. And again, we appreciate everyone downloading, subscribing, sharing, uh, however you consume podcasts, whether you're watching, listening, whatever it is. Uh, you know, obviously, very much appreciate that. But yes, like you said, we are moving forward now, episode thirty-nine, and we do have a lot to get into. And this is, you know, incredibly relevant. Uh, you know, talking about real estate investing, and you know, we'll do a basic, I think, elementary look at what real estate investing is, why it's important, common mistakes that you can, you know, potentially make. But before we get into the what, the why, you know, the the concerns, all of those things. I just remember, you know, as a, a young individual, it was impressed upon me how important it is to purchase a home, you know, and I will say, you know, I, I wanted to, one of my goals was to make sure I had bought a house by the time I was 30, not exactly a huge goal or, you know, a, a major goal or anything, but I just spent so many years thinking, man, I am throwing away so much money paying rent at this apartment, at this condo, at this house that I'm renting, and I'm getting nothing in return. Whereas you can actually get a mortgage that is far less than probably what you're going to be paying for rent at a really nice condo, apartment, whatever it is, and you're actually investing into something. And eventually, you're going to build up equity, you're going to get that back, and then you're going to be able to buy another great house, hopefully several years down the line. And 
I, I don't know if you had a similar experience, but I just, again, me growing up, I remember I was just told, you know what, as soon as you can comfortably and responsibly do so, invest in a home, it'll be one of the best decisions you can make. Yes, absolutely. I think um, our parents' generation, their parents' generation, and even their parents' generation, right? That was common sense. And for all the reasons um, that you know you mentioned, why pay rent when you can pay down uh, an equity that's going to expand, right? Pay down a debt over time into an investment. So there's a lot of truth to what you just said. Absolutely. But... I'll tell you, go back just 12, 13 years ago to 2008 <laughs> when housing prices dropped 50% and the slow recovery of that, there was a period where people said, are you crazy? Don't ever invest in re uh, real estate permanently. Just rent and invest that money into another asset that will appreciate because these stupid homes, they don't go up. They go down, right? These McMansions. Have you heard that phrase back in the day? <laughs> yeah. So um, there's some truth to that also, and that we'll talk about that. Too. There's so much that goes on with real estate. But um, in the traditional you know, 100 years of Americana, absolutely owning land and owning real estate is very, very important. And you can create worth, net worth, uh, by investing in real estate. Absolutely. Hey, guys, it's Bogey. I want to take a second to talk to you about Dewey Stefan and his excellent team at Great Lakes Wealth. Look, do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world? I mean, think about the times we're in. Do you want financial freedom instead? Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. They sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions utilizing all of your assets, even your 401k. They build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That's what Great Lakes Wealth is all about. Thinking about you, thinking about your family, and thinking about your future. Simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today they offer better investments and better service than anyone out there. Your road to financial freedom starts at greatlakeswealth.us. Please visit greatlakeswealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today. I guess we can start very simplistically then um, and, and just kind of say, okay, if somebody comes to you and goes, uh, you know, Dewey, I'm, you know, I'm here at Great Lakes Wealth. I'm very interested in, in real estate investing. I guess, what is the Great Lakes Wealth version of what real estate investing is and how you can potentially utilize that to, as you said, potentially build wealth? So for our viewers out there in YouTube land, for our listeners out there out in podcast land, we're going to take a step back and we're going to talk about the general uh, investing categories, if you will. Kyle, we've talked about this on multiple episodes in the past. We have stocks, we have bonds, we have cash, and we have a few others. What would some of those others be? Precious metals. Precious metals. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, let's talk about cryptocurrencies. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Which I and, still kind of understand, but don't understand, and, but I'm interested sure, in. Sure. No, that's okay. Yeah. But just in general, <laughs> there's always been stocks, bonds, cash, precious metals, and real estate. It actually is one of those top five. Does that ring a bell? Of course. Absolutely. And for everyone out there listening and viewing, we're going to put Kyle on the spot again. How many sectors, Kyle, in the S&P? 11. 11 sectors in the S&P. Mm -hmm. And guess what? One of them is 
real estate. Oh my gosh. Ding, 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 wow. ding, ding. Absolutely, right? So the S&P uh, is a pie of 100%. Okay, if you have all 11 sectors, that's 100% of the S&P, fair. Real estate is a small percentage of that pie. Currently, right around 3% of the S&P weighting is in real estate. So it's not the driver of the S&P, but it's absolutely relevant enough to have its own sector. Mm -hmm. Fair enough, important, right? So the category of real estate actually falls under alternative investments. Okay, so your traditional investments, stocks, bonds, cash, and then alternatives. So Alternatives would be considered precious metals like gold and silver, gems like diamonds, rubies, and sapphires. I know you have a bunch of those, right? (laughs) Rare coins, artwork, trading cards, wine, water even, cryptocurrencies, and timber, as well as today's topic land, which we'll call Real estate, okay? Mm -hmm. Fair enough. So why is real estate important? Well, real estate is considered one of the best investment options around. If you go back the past 20 years, the S&P on average is around a 6 or 7% per annum uh, rate of return, considering uh, whatever period of time you look at. Well, real estate on a global uh, level is around 9% per annum. So post collapse of 08. All investments have basically done well, but real estate has actually outperformed the broader S&P 500. Is that, is that make some sense? Is that Fascinating, sound, sound yeah. Yeah. So um, real estate usually includes two main drivers to make it successful. You have an asset that appreciates. You buy that house, you buy that land, you buy that real estate investment. It goes up. Fair enough. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Of course. Asset appreciation. Well, real estate typically also has cash flow, predictable cash flow. If it's an investment property, if it's any type of um, income-producing property, you have appreciation and you have cash flow, stream of income. Sully loves that in the control room, always looking for streams of income. So with that, real estate's beneficial, okay? But the true value in real estate comes from the ability for it to be purchased with financing, creating leverage. So Kyle, if you buy a house for $100,000, do you have to have $100,000 to put down on it? No. No. Do you know <laughs> and this? And that's a huge misconception as well. Yes. You know, e- even, you know, some people believe that you you must have 20% to put down on a home, you know, if you're going to be purchasing. And that that's just not the case. You can do 3%. You can do 5 12 is a very common one. 15 20 whatever it may be. Whatever makes sense for you is really what you should be doing and what you should be putting down at home. Absolutely, right? So uh, 20%, I believe, uh, avoids PMI, Yes. right? So mm-hmm. that's important. Um, the cost to carry, we'll talk about the risks, we'll talk about the downside, but in the general sense, uh, a bank will give you a mortgage or any type of investment deal you're going to get in on, you would typically get a mortgage anywhere from 100% loan, so it doesn't even cost you a penny. I used to watch these late night infomercials and they would talk about this when I couldn't sleep. No one watches traditional TV anymore, but back then it was, let me show you how to build a real estate empire, no money down. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how they did it, but they said it every <laughs> night. It was, And they always ended up on yachts. They wouldn't even end up on a big mansion. They were on a yacht talking about real <laughs> estate. It's kind of funny. Anyway, so with that, this leverage does have risk, but in general, yes, let's just say you can put 80% financing 
20% down. So for every 100,000, maybe you just put down 20,000 bucks. And you control 100,000 of real estate. So if the real estate doubles to 200,000, you only put down 20,000. Yes, you have interest payments and mortgage payments or cost to carry, but even if it's, you know, 25,000 or 30,000 out of pocket at the end of the day, it's not because the same thing's worth 100. You've sold it now for 200, right? And so you had an $80,000 net 100 minus 20, to now you have, let's say, it cost you all in 30 and it's 200,000. Now you have 170,000. Boom, instant appreciation, mm -hmm. instant asset appreciation. Fair enough? Yep. So that's um, the bottom line basics of the opportunity available in real estate appreciation and income. Okay, so with that, there are five main categories of real estate. We're going to go through all of these facets because, again, listeners and viewers, this is just an intro to real estate and investing in real estate. So with that, there's residential real estate, commercial real estate, industrial real estate, raw land, and special use. Okay? Follow me so far, mm -hmm. Kyle? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go through the subcategories because you're going to know them all, and we'll be here for four days if we go through all these. But fast and furious because for the listeners and the viewers, you're going to want to know what falls where. Okay? Residential real estate includes any property for residential purposes. Examples include single-family homes, condos, co-ops, duplexes, townhouses, multifamily residences, and anything that has fewer than five individual units. Residential real estate. Mm -hmm. Okay? Multifamily. Uh, you could have a duplex, a quad, that'd be four units in one building. Follow me there? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that might be for some investing. Commercial real estate, any property used exclusively for business purposes, such as an apartment complex, gas stations, grocery stores, hospitals, hotels, offices, parking facilities, restaurants, shopping centers, stores, and theaters. Oh, that's a lot of subcategories right there, right? <laughs> and we'll talk about some of those are good and some of those are bad, whether hotels are good investing in this post-COVID climate, theaters, um, office buildings. There's this whole work from home, forever mentality, right? So there's a lot of different subsectors within uh, commercial real estate, but that's a broad category. Next one is industrial real estate. Subcategories here, any property used for manufacturing, production, distribution, storage, research, and development. Examples include factories, power plants, and warehouses. Mm -hmm. Okay, Land includes undeveloped property, vacant land, agricultural land, farms, orchard, ranches, and timberland. Man, if we get on, buy all this real estate, we're going to need a lot of money. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then last but not least, certainly a special purpose. Property used by the public, such as cemeteries, government buildings, libraries, parks, places of worship, and schools. Okay, so within those five main categories are all of those subcategories I just mentioned. And whether you're just buying a house for the first time, like we started the show, or you're going to go buy, you know, an industrial manufacturing facility, all kinds of things to consider. Fair enough? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so um, that's a good overview of uh, the different, you know, I guess pockets or opportunities within real estate. But real estate has basically. Three unique characteristics compared to other investments. Okay, real estate, aka land, uh, is immobile. I guess there's some parts of uh, parcels that what's on the land can be moved around, but land itself really can't be moved, mm -hmm. right? It's immobile. Also, it's indestructible. Land is durable, but indestructible. It's permanent. Now, things on there can be wiped away, you know, tornadoes, Wizard of Oz, remember that? <laughs> but in general, land will be here, again, unless 
you know, you're probably near the ocean or something, um, you know, that happens not in your everyday world. And then three is uniqueness. No two parcels of land are exactly the same. They may share similarities, but every parcel differs geographically. These are three main things to create unique characteristics of real estate. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is a good segue into one of the all time great quotes for real estate is location, location, location. Of course. Have you heard of this? Mm -hmm. Well, I looked it up and some guy by the name of Harold Samuel coined this phrase back in 1944. He founded Land Securities, one of the United Kingdom's largest property companies. And he said, location, location, location. Fair enough. Okay. And then the economic characteristics of real estate include scarcity, the ability to improve it, permanence of the investment, and location or area preference. Again, location, location, location. So why is real estate important? Kyle, any ideas? I mean, there's a million reasons. Is there not? <laughs> I mean, I guess there's some, yes. So real estate is important as an industry mm -hmm. because not only is it a place for you and your family to live, that's not really creating an industry. That's just creating an opportunity for you, right? But as an industry, millions of people earn livings through real estate, not just in sales, but appraisals, property management, financing, construction, development, counseling, education. Many professionals outside of real estate still use it. That would be accountants, architects, banks, title insurance companies, surveyors, and even lawyers. And I'll even say us here at Great Lakes Wealth. We have a real estate portfolio. Go ahead and check it out on our website, greatlakeswealth.us. But real estate is a critical driver of economic growth. In fact, there is economic indicator that comes out called housing starts. Have you ever heard of that, Kyle? I haven't actually. Okay. Well, housing starts is a key economic indicator from the U.S. Census Bureau that comes out and it talks about building permits, housing starts, which is what the name is, and housing completions data. It allows us to keep an eye on a development or uh, trends of supply and demand. If there's more housing starts, it means more people are looking to buy new homes, new housing starts, new development. Yeah. If there's an increase, which we're actually seeing now post-COVID, one of the reasons is because people are, are, in theory, leaving the downtown cities, right? They're moving back out to have a little space, a little fresh air, less COVID, right? So there's new <laughs> housing starts out in the suburbs. And so with that number, it gives clues to how the economy is developing. If there's a decrease and new housing starts, then again, people are not looking to improve. They're not looking to move. They're looking to just stay where they're at. And that may, again, give less work to all of those other industries and people that I just mentioned. So that actually, we can kind of get some ideas of ebbs and flows of the economy along the way. Mm -hmm. So real estate is a great uh, potential investment, but as an industry, as a category, you could absolutely use it for a lot of uh, information that will help us with you know investing or opportunities in general. Sure. Fair enough. Okay. So there are some important factors to consider when investing in real estate, Kyle. What might those be? Well, let me ask you, what would you think some, if you were going to buy some real estate, let's talk, I mean, let's talk about, it could be a, 
family home or a business piece up, you know, what would be some of the most important factors that you would consider for uh, looking at some real estate? I mean, just thinking about my situation now, uh, you know, four years from now, I'll be thinking about, uh, you know, a school system and all that. So yes, I would want to make sure if I'm going the public school route that, you know, certainly there is a good public school system, even if I'm not sending my child to a public school system and I'm going to send her to a private school system, from a property value standpoint, you still want it to be a good school system because most people are going to send their children to the public schools. And that goes back to location. Mm -hmm. What are you trying to get? Yeah, right. Good absolutely. location for sure. And then another one would be valuation of that property, right? So everything that you're looking at, and that would be a stock, in this case, real estate, are you willing to overpay? Mm -hmm. because you think it's going to grow more later? Are you going to wait and put a low ball offer in? Maybe that's what you do for a stock. You want to wait till it comes down. That could be a rare coin. That could be anything, right? So what's the valuation and what are you willing to pay? If it's a hot market, what does that mean, Kyle? It's going to be very difficult to get it at asking or below asking. That's right, right? You got to, you got to overpay. <laughs> yeah. You got to overpay. Um, the next one is what's the investment purpose or the investment horizon? What are you doing it just so your uh, daughter can go to you know public school so you're going to stay in this house for the next you know 17 18 years or is it to flip it what we call uh, buy and self use buy and lease out that would be a rental property Sully's over there talking to me all the time about flipping so that's buy and sell right and you could do that for the long term and for the short term so um, what's the investment purpose or the horizon of that uh, investment makes some sense it, yeah, absolutely and it seems like you know at least for me and this is one of the purposes in buying the the house that I did first um, wanting to turn it into a rental property and turn it into a form of income uh, is one of those you know factors so that that definitely played a major role in where I bought um, and how long I hope to hold on to it before we go to the next place Right. And so what's the purpose and what's the time horizon? But we didn't put any valuation on uh, what's the opportunity, right? It's just what was it valued? Is it a hot market or a cone? But then it is. What's your expected profit if you just sell it, mm -hmm. buy it for 100 sell it for 200 Or what's the potential cash flow, keeping it as a rental, right? So again, to the listeners out there and the viewers, these are very um, simple concepts. And a lot of you may, yeah, we already know all that. We already know that. But you could take that to the next level of um, investing in a building, in a co-investing, in you know any type of um, uh, opportunity that's there, and the same concepts apply, right? So it doesn't matter if it's a single-family home to a manufacturing warehouse. Um, it's all very important. So the next one is again new construction versus an existing property, and how much leverage are you going to put on it? Are you going to pay 100% uh, cash or are you going to put zero down and use the leverage? Those are uh, two other existing um, opportunities that you need to consider. Okay. Uh, another one is interest rates and your credit score. The higher your credit score, the more credit worthy, the more responsible you are, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Did you know this? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they say. <laughs> okay. 800 is that magic number, right? Above 800, you basically, you know, you can get whatever you want. You get what you want, <laughs> right? And so your credit score allows you to borrow more, but it also allows you typically to have a better and a lower rate. And all of this, when you're just trying desperately to get into your first home, for all of our younger listeners and viewers out there, if you're just trying to get in your first one, get it done, you know, you're not even paying attention to this stuff, but every single penny on your um, worksheet to make it a profitable investment is interest rate, cost to carry, opportunity to sell, you know, forecasted development, et cetera. This is all very important um, in any investment you're going to make. 
but in this case, real estate. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then you actually need to look at maybe the overall real estate market. Is it something that's specific to your neighborhood or your community or maybe your region? Maybe the country. Maybe there's a hot market in Chicago and down in Dallas. Maybe the Detroit market's a little soft. Maybe, you know, X, Y, and Z. So you either can look at the overall picture of real estate investing in the United States or bring it on down to your neighborhood. But I would argue that those trends are all in place. If you see the entire uh, trend in the United States uh, increasing, that's great. If you see uh, the entire trend that housing starts are going down and that real estate is softening across the country, also pay attention. You might get, yeah, but, yeah, but, not here, not here, not here. Give it a chance. Take a breath. You never know. The winds have changed. Well, so much of it is about timing. You know, at least to me, that's my non-professional opinion, trying to time it properly, you know, to where you maximize the profit on one property and either, again, sell it, hold it, rent it out, whatever it might be. But you're trying to essentially just maximize what you're going to make on that given property, whether it's commercial, you know, residential, whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, you have to understand what you're trying to accomplish. And we've talked about this in prior episodes. You need to do your work. Again, we'd argue talk to a professional. Mm-hmm. And whether that's stocks, bonds, or real estate, make sure that you have a plan in place, right? So, I've also come up with a list of mistakes that real estate investors typically make and that you might want to avoid. So uh, if you fail to make a plan, you may plan to fail. So make a plan. Understand what you're buying, why you're buying it, and how you're going to uh, you know, finance it, as well as any curveballs that may come your way from whatever that situation. If it's a rental property, you may have an unexpected expense, whether it be a roof, whether it be a tenant mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, that's uh, – you know, not there for a month or two. There's some of your your profit out the window, etc. So um, make sure that you have a plan. Make sure you do your research. So once you have a plan, we're gonna do this, do this. Research it. Make sure that uh, you're fully aware of the opportunities. Maybe there's gonna be some tax increases in your community. Some millages. Have you heard of these mills? Right, millage increases. Right, the taxes associated with the community. If it's mm-hmm. a residential, also understand in uh, any type of. Uh, industrial or other uh, commercial real estate situation, what's going on? Again, well, it's, it's also a catch-22. You know, if your taxes are going up, that means that, you know, clearly the city is improving. There's a certain type of person that's probably living there. At the same time, you also don't want to pay more, you know, in property taxes and all that. So I've always noticed it's a little bit of both. Like, I'm really excited when I see that the taxes are starting to go up, you know, in my city. Because it seems to me that it's growing and it's getting better. At the same time, I hate paying that tax bill. But So it just it, it all depends on your perspective of it. Absolutely, for sure. So you have to weigh those pros and mm-hmm. those cons and decide it, right, for sure. Um, the other one is doing it all on your own, whether it's your personal real estate or investment real estate. Do you want to hire a broker? Do you want to hire an agent? Do you want to just do it yourself for sale by owner? Have you seen mm-hmm. these signs? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, so you just need to understand. If you do it all on your own, I think you're up setting yourself up for failure. You might save a buck or two, you think, in some ways – but you're going to spend multiple bucks in other ways. So, again, try not to do everything on your own. Um, overlooking, again, tenants' needs. If you have a tenant-occupied property, recognizing what may, they may have as obstacles. Um, and so um, that's a very important piece of the puzzle because that tenant is your cash flow. Okay, uh, getting poor financing again early on. Uh, you just want to get what you get, so you're willing to uh, just sign the papers, and you don't know that you might be paying over uh, what the f- 
best rate might be available, whether that's 30-year, fixed, 15-year, fixed, five-year arm, seven-year arm. So those are all very important categories uh, to consider. And along those same lines, overpaying. Everyone wants it now. I want this piece. I want this piece. It's a hot market. I'm all paying over asking, over asking. Well, if you overpay, that's going to cut into some future potential profits. Fair enough. Mm, absolutely. Right? So, yep. And then again, underestimating expenses that may be there. The major headache that I have with home ownership and rental property real estate ownership are those expenses you didn't realize. I say every month I'm nickel and diming myself. There's always something that needs to be repaired, <laughs> and it used to be 10, 25 bucks. Now it's 100, 250. Right, water heaters, window cracks, carpet, paint, roofs could go on and on. Mm-hmm. So it could be considered money pit for anybody out there over the age of forty. Why don't you go rent this uh, movie or t- look at called the Money Pit, and uh, you know you'll see that again. These homes have costs associated with them. So um, that's the story there. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are. 10 habits that successful real estate investors should have. We touched on most of them, but we're going to run through them. Make a plan. Know the market. Be honest with yourself and the opportunity. Develop your niche. Encourage referrals. Stay educated. Understand the risks. Invest in professional help. Build a network. And one day at a time, one opportunity at a time. Fair enough? Mm -hmm. Location, location, location. So investing in real estate, Kyle, I know you wanted to find out, well, how do you get in? What do you do? Right? You can either go and do private real estate, which is, as we've talked about so far, going and buying your home. Anything that you do is just to buy the the house, buy the building, buy the property, buy the real estate. And then you can get financing to help you with that. That's called private investing. Fair enough? Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the public world, though, you can go and you can buy real estate mutual funds, you can buy real estate ETFs. You can buy real estate stocks. You can buy these things called REITs. Have you heard of the uh, acronym REIT before? I don't think I've heard of that, no. Real Estate Investment Trust, R-E-I-T. This is a specific real estate structured investment where the money goes into a real estate asset with the equity, the mortgage, and other uh, sectors part of the real estate, and then any income produced has to be paid back out to the shareholders, 90% of it. So with all that, um, it's an income-flowing liquid vehicle. You can just go buy part of this REIT, take your 100000 and buy and get the cash flow. You don't have to worry about all that homeowner stuff we talked about. Um, because real estate is a sector of the S&P, you can get access to mutual funds, ETFs, and certainly stocks. So you don't have to go and just save up to buy a private piece of of real estate, you can do it through public markets. Okay. Okay. Before we wrap up, what other questions you have, Kyle? I mean, this is your show, not just mine. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Uh, what are your thoughts on real estate in general and rest? And you know, any questions, things I didn't cover for the intro, and then we can kind of wrap it up. No, I mean, I just think it's it's fascinating. Obviously, you know, you have to figure out your situation. What's best for you? Is it is it purchasing the the bigger home that maybe you might not be ready for, or is it purchasing the smaller one and hoping that you can cash in on an investment? I mean, I think just from a residential you know, real estate investing, obviously that's something you have to figure out within yourself and within your family and where you're at, um, you know, in your steps in life. I'm, I'm personally fascinated by the commercial real estate. And, you know, if you're a business owner, you know, is it buying a building? Is it renting out, you know, an area within a building? You know, because 
obviously if you own a building, then you can rent it out for other people. And then you can start to make a little bit of money on each of those individual companies that are in that building that you also happen to occupy and have office space in. So um, there's just a lot there. But again, your company, your personal situation, it's all about what you deem best in, in that moment and over the next several years. Agreed, right? It's a personal uh, situation, perhaps, or what you're trying to accomplish. Some mm-hmm. are just getting started. Some of them are trying to maximize their portfolio and expand it with scale, etc. So I guess to summarize here for uh, episode 39, which is an introduction to real estate investing, recognize that there are both pros and cons to investing in real estate. There are risks and rewards. In general, pros are you can get passive income. There are tax advantages. It is a hedge against inflation. You have this ability to leverage. It's very important. The cons are it's a lot more work if you buy private real estate or just real estate in general versus buying stocks. It is expensive and somewhat illiquid. There are high transaction costs. We didn't get involved, but usually, again, real estate is 3% for the buyer, 3% for the seller, et cetera, right? So there's all kinds of other costs. And appreciation is not guaranteed, right? So um, we would recommend overall to summarize today's podcast related to real estate that investors need to understand that we have stocks, bonds, cash. We have this broad category of alternatives. We've talked about gold and precious metals. We've talked about cryptocurrencies. Today, we're talking about real estate. So understand that a diversified portfolio probably should consider um, some real estate in it, no matter whether you're 20 or 120 and investing. Um, But with that, we'll probably do another episode and get into the weeds. We'll do real estate investing 2.0. Anything else to say? No, a a great start. And obviously, as always, uh, you can go to greatlakeswealth.us and find out a little bit more, uh, you know, information on this. But certainly, I think a good lay of the land, uh, you know, to kind of get started. I'm going to leave us with a quote from Franklin Delano Roosevelt. (laughs) You know this guy, FDR? (laughs) Yeah, familiar. Real estate cannot be lost or stolen, nor can it be carried away. Purchased with common sense, paid for in full and managed with reasonable care, it is about the safest investment in the world. Very strong words from FDR. (laughs) I'm not sure I agree 100% depending (laughs) on the scenario. But if that's not good enough, we'll end with Mark Twain saying, buy land because they aren't making any more of it. (laughs) Okay? With that, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Kyle, great to see you. Sully in the control room. Appreciate you being here. And with that, episode 39, we're just getting started. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.